The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air. in the stores, boy, let me tell you, to be me is a task, but I'm stuck free in this rat race, and I make it look like a blast, pray to God, I hope this pass, came a long way from my past, but my cosmetics so filled up, I gotta be nice to talk trash, pinky finger, evil laugh, scheming why they dreaming, knowing that purple cloud this evening, so every picture, they catch me cheesing, so I say swerve, cause that's my word, cause I think I'm seeing in 3D, like I don't know where I am, so I'm waiting till they see me. Please don't adjust your TV. Just check the volume and turn up. Spit so gasoline, so every track bound to get burned up. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm 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 in my zone. Yeah. Okay, so T can hear me. It sounds like it's Tommy's issue. Good, because I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, what's up, y'all? Welcome to We Out Here Radio. It's your girl, Jams. I am so happy to be here. I apologize in advance for the audio quality of this episode. I am in Savannah, and I am sans all of my things still. That is going to be one of my rants for the evening, for sure. Uh, but T's back with us, it sounds like, right? Nope. There you go. All right, what's up, T? Because everybody was good, so go ahead. Do your intro. Do your intro real quick. Quick, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm in my zone, zone, zone. I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone. <laughs> this is where you come in now. Hello, 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 Internet. Philly, Jersey, Delaware, New York, Wakanda, London. I'm, I'm mad. Why? Episode 100. May 6th, first Wednesday of May, first May Wednesday of 2020, we still quarantine. We are. Life. We I'm, are. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little miffed by today. <laughs> and the intro just now just messed me up. Just, I'm, hey, y'all. <laughs> what up, cousin? <laughs> hey, auntie. <laughs> all right. I'm all right. I'm not all right. I hope you all right. I know you're not all right, but we're going to say we all right. This is cool. It's almost over. It seemed like we're kind of, kind of, I don't look. It's like they're about to let us outside to test it out, right? But then I read some articles somewhere where it's, they say it's getting worse. So what up, what up, Jay? 
How, how you doing? <laughs> Thank you. I was like waiting for my intro. Like, is he going to say what's up to me? Or like, we just not doing that tonight. Hi. What's up? <laughs> Greetings from Savannah, Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the first episode from Savannah. I'm trying to find our, our simulcast right now. Like, where is that? I don't know what's going on. It's up, but I can't find it. You can't find a simulcast. This <sighs> Life. <laughs> Nah, it's all good. It's all good. Everybody else is just zooming and podcasting, just but us over here at WJMS and we out here, we just Don't do that. Have we ever have we ever had an episode where we didn't have yeah. like, some kind of difficulty? We've had so many episodes where we haven't had any technical difficulties. Don't do that. Don't do that. Alright, don't do that. Because like it ain't always a thing. There have been some perfect episodes that we've had. Not all of them are perfect, but there have been a few. So. Or not, you know what? Maybe, maybe you know what that is. It is maybe they come out perfect, and I just know the inner workings of it. That's what that is. I mean, could be, could be, but whatever. A win is a win. <laughs> Either way. Oh yeah, definitely a W is a W. But like, how you how you feeling, Jay? You just moved and stuff. No, you know. And we all keep all far. I know it feels weird, right? It feels funny. I was like when I first I was flexing on everybody at first. I was like, oh, you know, like. Ain't no big thing. Like, I was like, I'm going to be around. It ain't like you see me. But now that I'm, like, here, here, I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm, like, far away. Like, <laughs> it's like nobody's really seeing, seeing me at all. Like, this is this is intense. Um, So it's hard. It's weird. Like, it feels funny. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I love it here. But, like, it definitely feels strange. Like, definitely strange. So, Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, so in other news, I have rants. I don't know if you have any rants, but I have like four. No, 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 no probably like two. Definitely two. My rants are all right here in my face. See it? See the rants? See the rants in my face? See the new grades in the chin? Oh, I do. Dad, you got to get the midnight coconut black or whatever they said, like on Bad Boys. It's getting serious. <laughs> it's getting so serious. Like... It'll be okay. Gray is, you know, gray is a thing now. Like, you know, they're saying saying gray is like sexy on people now. Gray is one less thing I need. I don't need like one more thing for somebody to be like, oh, and I got to see past this. You know, I just, I don't need something else. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm. Just not not, not nothing else on the list of things that you got to like, eh. It goes in the middle. It's not a flaw. It's not a plus. It's like, I can't see your whole face. I can't see your face. Where your face at? I'm, I'm seeing, like, from here down again. There you go. But, yeah. All right, so let me get in my rant, right? So I got two rants. I have two rants that I'm going I'm to do right now. So your girl's unemployed, first and foremost. I don't like it. I have never been unemployed in my whole entire life. This is my, my millennium privilege talking, millennial privilege talking, if you will. I've never not, I mean, I have a job, obviously WJMS is like a thing, but like a nine to five, I ain't got it. So I'm not feeling it <laughs> like at all. I feel mad, unproductive. Um, I'd be just cleaning for no reason. Like I'm gonna get up off this couch and just go wipe down this, this wall real quick. Like for no reason, just because I just feel inadequate. Like I, and what kind of a world is this where like you feel inadequate for not having a job? You know what I mean? Like we're so in, we're so accustomed to working that when we're not working, we feel like we're doing something wrong. And that's messed up. But, like, 
I don't know, like, so I've been unemployed now since the 20, 24, well, I mean, my last day at work was April 24th, you know, but I still had like a couple of checks coming in just because I had vacation and things like that, that they had to pay me out for. But my last work day was the 24th of April. And yeah, man, I feel funny. I feel mad funny. I don't like it. And it's like, I'm looking for jobs. I didn't apply to 50 11 jobs and like, I'm feeling like a straight bum right now because like, ain't nobody calling me back. Like, yo, I got a degree and like certifications. Like, like, first of all, I'm black. I'm a woman and I have a disability. I check all your WOTC tax credit boxes. Call me. What's really good, bro? Like, come on. You know, I'm like, I'm pissed. Like, I feel some kind of way. But like, you know, I, it's humbling. It is very humbling. I'm like, dang, I feel mad, like mediocre. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody calling me. But, and the other the thing that pisses me off is like, so you're going through this application process and it's like, you go through all of this hassle to put together a bomb ass resume and then you get on all these websites and it's like, please fill in your work history. <laughs> Why? Why on God's green earth under the clear blue sky did I waste my time putting together a whole ass resume if every employer is going to ask me to then type in all of my work history for the last whatever how many years? I am beside myself annoyed. Like, there has got to be a better way. We put a man on the moon. Why am I typing in my resume information? This don't make no sense. It's one of those things that's, like, so outdated, and they just, they just haven't fixed that. It's like, it's like yo. What is this? Like, oh, no, this is stupid. Why do we still do this? I don't understand. It's the most frustrating thing because, like, I'd be ready to apply to these jobs. And then it's like, you got to, like, I go and I apply to these jobs, right? And it's like, I'm applying to good jobs. And, you know, I'm, I'm you know, putting up my, my best foot. And it's like, you get to the, the end part of the, the application where they're like, we want you to take a survey. You know, little Johnny is mad at work. Do you, A, leave little Johnny alone? B, counsel little Johnny on his behavior? C, I'm like, man, I don't have time for these. Just call me and you can get a sense of my personality on the telephone, please. Like, listen, I mind my business. Next, like, what? I mind my business. I take leadership. I am leadership. I can give constructive criticism. Um, I don't bring my problems from home to work. Uh, I can be flexible. Wanna know? Yes, I will snitch and tell you if I see somebody still. Come on. Like, like now hire me. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. It's the most annoying thing. And I'm just like, why why is this the process? Like to get a job. Like, I don't know. So then I got aggressive. Why should we hire you? You hiring, I need a job. Seems like a perfect relationship to me. Bruh, like, <laughs> do I not? Because I like to keep eating. Yeah. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> no, but it's like, <laughs> like I need to eat, and y'all got the money for me to do it. What's really good? Just like, why am I here? Like, you called me for the interview. You clearly wanted to meet me. You summoned me, like, like, <laughs> like I didn't come I unless you said for me. Like, <laughs> like, yo, I have to meet this person. <laughs> now, I mean, now, you're, now I'm here, and you don't know what to do. Like, what, what the? It's like that awkward right, first right. date where you're like, "Am I talking too much? Am I not talking enough? Like, what is going on?" 
Like, bro, yeah. like, you want to get this over with? I want to get this over with. You want me to just go pee in the cup now? Like, we can just be done with this? Like, come on now. Bruh, took me an hour and a half to come sit here and talk to you for 20 minutes. No, so I got, like, I got, like, mad aggressive the other day because I put all these – I'm telling you I've applied to probably 47 to 58 jobs. I know that's a random number, but that's a lot of applications to be submitting your resume and typing your work experience and taking them I'm surveys. I'm glad you worked that up. We're not going to skip past the fact that you said 50-11. Like, you've been down south for, like, a week now. 50 Let's not – I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Stay joined. Stay joined. I've never I said John. I apply for a bunch of them joints and then just keep moving. Anyway, so I, I apply for, you know, I apply for a bunch of jobs, son. There you go. Dead ass. Dead ass with yeah. a Tim. Yeah, so it, it was a lot of jobs, B. It was a whole lot of jobs, B. A lot of jobs, my guy. There you go. There you go. My dude. My dude. It's a lot of jobs, my dude. So I got aggressive on Monday, right? And I was like, yo, someone going to hire me today. So, because I hadn't get, I hadn't been getting no phone calls and no nothing back from people. I was like, knock, knock, is this thing on? Like, hello, it's your perfect candidate. Call me. What's up? Anyway, so I was like, I called them. I called everybody. I was like, I'm going ahead and make all these, all these phone calls today because someone going to hire me. And so I called everybody. I left like probably 42 voicemails. And then I got through or whatever to the one lady. And she was like, oh, you know, we haven't actually started hiring for this position yet. Uh, I'm like, well, how is it posted? But anyway, she's like, you, we haven't started interviewing for this position yet. But she's like, you know, no time like the present, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, what's your schedule like next week? I'm like, I'm unemployed. You tell me. <laughs> when do you need me by? I need a job. <laughs> I'm free. I can start tomorrow. <laughs> but <laughs> seriously, seriously. Um, but anyway. Right? Yeah, craziness. But anyway, your girl got an interview next week. That's great. But that's one out of like 58. And I'm like, I need there to be more. Um, but anyway, so then I'm, I was going to say, too, I'm like, the other part of all of this is this idea of like unemployment money. And I'm like trying to figure out how to navigate these unemployment systems. And I have all these questions and no answers. And nobody is available to talk to you because everybody's talking to other clients. And it's like madness. And I, I think I got approved for unemployment. I don't know. But knowing my luck, I'll be able to live off the land for like maybe a week with unemployment. And then I'll have a job right after that. Like, I just want to be like, I don't want to be unemployed, but I kind of want to see what this unemployment life is about a little bit. Like, let me get that $600 extra money. Like, wait. It's a trap. <laughs> but as someone who's never been unemployed in my 33 years of life, like, I'm curious. Like, I just don't want to know what it's about. Like, oh, this is what y'all do? Y'all eat crab legs on the weekend and you just unemployed? Oh, that's what's up. I could do that. Like, <laughs> I, feel I feel you. And if only there was some magical land that we could live in where you could just lay back and collect the check forever, it'd be great. And so speaking from, I can't tell you from experience, I've never been on unemployment. I have been unemployed, but I just grinded it out. Like, I can't, I can only imagine, and I've seen people get used to just not working, but still having a means of income. Yeah. Like, that will mess you all up because you'll start to build these norms of doing things that have nothing to do with you working. <laughs> when you need to work, and, you know, you, your amount of work has to equate to the, your amount of money has to equate back to the amount of work that you do, <laughs> and it doesn't balance out properly. There's a discrepancy there. <laughs> Like we've been talking about, you know, this whole quarantine and like, like all these things that I'm doing during quarantine, I'm like, although I'm enjoying them, I'm trying not to get used to them because 
once I go back to work, there's none of it. Yeah. Like when I went when I was working like on a regular basis, there was nothing. You know what I mean? There was absolutely nothing but work and my side hustles, but they're pretty much work. You know what I mean? So like just this and my events and the big smiles and you know like all like all work. You know what I mean? These things stop. You know, once these things start to pick back up, please like yeah. I, I feel bad for my video game community because you know I mean one less person. <laughs> In the headsets. It's like, it's, and it's also one of those things where, like, I felt like it was so funny because Frank went back to work, like, yesterday or today, right? And it was funny, like, watching him get dressed to go to work. I was like, look at my baby going to school for the first day. It felt like first day of school. I'm like, let me get your lunch ready. Like, get your Lunchables and get your thermos. Like, it really felt like that. I'm like, dang, like, this is crazy. It feels like you're coming back from summer vacation and you're going to school. The night before, you like, you better go to bed. You're going to be tired in the morning. Right? I said that, too. I said, I was like, yo, you got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> Like, it felt funny. But I was like, you know, lay your outfit out, make sure it's nice and fresh with your sneakers next. Like, it was so funny. I'm like, oh, that's crazy because that's literally what this feels like. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I'm just, I'm over the process of looking for a job and finding one. Someone just needs to hire me and I could just be working now. Like, I'm done. It's weird. That's, that's the crazy thing I was going through, too, where people were like telling me, like, oh, this job is hiring, this job is hiring, this job. I'm like, you do realize. These are like them temporary jobs that got that little six week grant. Like they're not gonna keep you. Yeah. Like or after the virus is over, you don't have a job. Like even worse, you want to go back to your old job, but you got this yeah. new job that you kind of like now. Like the the worst part about it is all these jobs that are hiring are in sectors where you're gonna get the coronavirus for working there. Like I don't want to work at Walmart. I don't want to work and do Uber. Like I'm no. Like I don't. Like, I don't want to work to have to get out for two weeks because I got coronavirus. That seems like a step in the opposite direction. Like, right. <laughs> like, I, like I'd rather just figure it out and be broke, you know, like. Then try to be fighting for my life. Like, <laughs> you know, I'd rather be broke and, and not work than dying and can't work. I'm just, you know. Yeah, like, that just, just doesn't seem like the option for me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> not not going to risk that. Cause that's the time we're living in now. Like you know, that's you know, yeah. get to the basis of tonight's show. Like we're living in that. It's now it's like that post-apocalyptic period where it's like, is it over? It's not over. Like and I honestly feel like it's not. It's just people that's like, all right, come on now, it's over with. Like, like if I'm gonna get it, like, I'm gonna just get it. <laughs> like what else? Like, I feel like that's what it is. People are like, all right, this is lasting too long. Let's just get it over with. It's like, yeah, no. We still, like, <laughs> it's still bad, you know what I mean? Because it's been so long of like, okay, is this the apocalypse? Like, is the world ending? Is it not? It, it is the apocalypse. Wanna, we got murder hornets. I, I, I said it on this show, like, yo, like, if this, if this is the end of the world, just need to go ahead and be the end of the world, like, and not because this, this double dutch. I don't know, like, is it? <laughs> is, are we? Is it no, like, you know, like that's the part that's yo, like. <laughs> It ain't need to be this. Let's go back to work. Let's not ever go back to work again. Like let's, let's not ever go back to work again. Like, <laughs> and like I feel like that's people have been in there. All right, well look, well, I'm just gonna go back to work then. Like that's where it's that's what's happening now. And it's like no, like we really ain't like I ain't heard no cure. <laughs> I ain't heard no treatment. I ain't heard no type of developments in slowing down. Nothing. I ain't heard nothing. I ain't heard none of that. It's just been all right. They about to start opening the world back up. Like, how do you just wow. open the world back up? Like, can we get a soft open? Like, I'm confused. Like, like, <laughs> like who decided? Like, 
Who was like, all right, you know what, cool, let's go ahead and open the world back up. And you know what? And if it was Trump, I don't trust it. Well, for starters, they're also opening all of the, like, they're opening you. I saw a post that when I posted it, it was like, don't go back outside until the country clubs and, you know, the day spas and all those things open up. Like, they opening up the barbershops, the liquor stores, like, the hair salons, the nail salons. Like, why are y'all trying to kill us? Y'all stay trying to kill us. Like, come on, man. Like, like they losing too much of the black dollar because we staying in a house and we not buying stuff online and ordering as much as they thought we they think we not ordering online because my credit card on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't get it twisted. There are a lot of folk that are. You know what I'm saying? But in the same in the same token, I feel like that's not as much. It's just not as much revenue as it is from people going out shopping. You know it's what I'm saying? True, like yeah. there are people, people going out shopping versus like don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I've seen people run up a check and run up a bag on Amazon.com like nobody's business. You know what I'm saying? I still yeah. got a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. And I'm like slowly but surely trying to see if I want to spin or not. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen it, but there's definitely a different value with people going out and shopping and going out and buying things versus ordering online. So it's true. And I mean, yeah, you got the yeah, stimulus check like, too. I, like me, I know if there's something I want to get, but I might be able to find it cheaper in the store. Like I'll go in the stores and shop a couple stores first to check to see if I can find it before I go ahead and order it online. And when I stop at those couple stores, I bought some stuff that I wasn't thinking about buying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's little dollars and nickels and dimes and stuff that got spent, you know. I feel like they just they're losing too much money. So that I know, come on out, come out, spend some money, just wear a mask and some gloves, and y'all be alright. People ain't like, even I'm wearing not- masks. Georgia wilding. Georgia is literally wilding. Like people just like they open up Georgia and folks are just out just like nothing happened. Like like it didn't just happen fourteen minutes ago. Like no mask, no gloves. Just skipping in the streets. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. I'm like, y'all just don't care, right? Just F everybody but yourself? Okay, that's what's up. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy out here. And it's like, I feel like I moved from the hot spot of New York where it was like everybody was dying. Like, someone across the street died, like, from the coronavirus where I lived at. Yeah, I'm like, bruh, like, this is across the street. It's too close to home. Like, I got to get out of here. And then I moved down to Georgia. Like, oh, we opened Georgia back up. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, Everybody tripping everywhere I go, like just be falling. Like I didn't quarantine. Like, come on, man, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. My second rant for the night is moving companies. Like, why do I still not have my stuff? Like, are we serious? Like, okay, I think I may have watched too many movies. I totally watched too many movies and too many TV shows because I thought, and I was under the impression that when you move. You pack your stuff, and then a moving company comes in. They take your stuff, they put it on the truck, and then everybody gas up the paces, and you head down to where you're going. And then you get your stuff. Boom, you're moved. Done deal. That is clearly not what happens in a long-distance move. I was not aware of this. So apparently what happens in a long-distance move is you pack up all your stuff, the mover company come and gets it, and then they put it on a truck, and then they take it to a warehouse where it sits for a while and then eventually they load your stuff onto a truck again and then they take it down to where you're going and apparently all those way stations you know you'd be seeing the way stations on the highway i never knew what the heck those were for i'm like why why trucks need to be weighing their stuff like i guess it's for drug dealers so like if you're moving cartel money stuff don't fall off in transit whatever again watch too many tv shows that being said trucks can only drive eight hours a day based on department of transportation regulations so 
They have to stop at all the way stations and they can only drive eight days. Savannah is 13 hours away from New York. That means it's two days worth of transit for them, assuming they do a full eight hour drive, which who knows? They may or may not have. Anyway, long story short, my stuff's coming tomorrow. I ship my stuff off to these people on April 17th. It is May 6th. Like, I need my contacts. Your girl packed her blow dryer and flat iron. I'm hurting real bad, real bad. Like, I need my things. I need my stuff. Like, I don't have no speakers. Like, I'm working with just a laptop and, like, no microphone. Like, times is tough. And the, the crazy part is, like, when I talked to this company that I went through, they were like, oh, we do, like, eight business days. I'm like, eight business days. I'm like, all right, bet. That, I'm like, I give you guys the stuff on, like, April 17th. That means, like, next week I got here on, like, what, Monday? I'm like, all right, by end of next week, they should be scheduling to drop my stuff off. Okay, end of next week, all the following week, half of this week. I'm like, bruh, where are my things? Like, oh, my Lord. So they finally call me, and I'm calling Zippy Show, like, hey, what's up? It's Jamie. Um, I'm just checking to see, like, if my stuff had gotten there yet. I'm just curious. I just want to know, like, where my stuff at. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's still in transit. I'm like, okay, cool. They're stealing my stuff. That's what's up. Because it's not going to get to me ever. Um. But anyway, so they called me. They finally emailed me the other day, and they were like, your stuff has arrived. And I'm like, thank you. So then I called, and they're like, oh, we need 48 hours notice to deliver. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, You're better than me, because before they took my stuff, they had to tell me the date time that they would bring my stuff. That's the thing. Like, with a long, I did my, I did my due diligence with a long-distance move. This company was the quickest. Every other long-distance company was, like, three weeks minimum. Like for your stuff to get there on a moving truck. And it was like, this is this was the selling point for me. Because when you when you're moving or whatever, you can either go with a move. I was gonna go with U-Haul. U-Haul wanted a smooth thirty eight hundred dollars for all for a truck. I was like, I'm sorry, what? I ain't never seen that kind of price on U-Haul. I was like, what happened to nineteen ninety nine? Like, that's a lot of extra digit spaces that I'm not used to seeing. I didn't put this on the side of the truck. I feel like if I had just rented your truck, the biggest truck put all my stuff in it, and then drove it to Savannah and then back to New York to drop it off, it wouldn't have been that much. That would have been a hell of a drive, though. But anyway. But it, but it wouldn't have been what they charged. Yeah. So I then, mean. and then the crazy part was like, you haul, you load and unload that joint yourself. Like, you don't even have movers. I'm like, this is just for me. Like, I'm confused. So I was like, all right, no U-Haul. So then I'm going to moving companies and all the moving. Then I started to notice like, oh, these prices is legit. Because all the movie companies was like 2700 2800 I'm like... Like my my guy, can I just drive the truck? Like, how can we? How can help me help you? Like, how can we save some money here? Like, oh my lord! So anyway, so all the moving companies were like, seriously, like. But it was like so. The thing is, with moving companies, so it's it's not the pack your stuff up and it goes to your place that same day. It doesn't work that way with a long distance move. So. You pack your stuff up, they load up the truck, and then it goes to a warehouse, and it sits until a truck is ready to make that route. And then they load your stuff back up onto a truck again. Now, that's two two times it's been loaded up onto a truck, and they drive it down to you and unload it however long it takes for them to get there. And it's like, it's stuff may not mysteriously make it on the truck. Things may go missing. I got TVs and things like that. I was like, um, yeah. How much more they charge you for the insurance in case somebody steal your stuff? Exactly, right? I don't even know. I didn't go that route. So I went with this company called Zippy Show because what they do is... They go that route. 
You didn't pay the insurance? I didn't go through a moving company. I went through a different type of moving company. Oh. And I got runner's insurance and all that, which covers all my stuff. But that being said, I went through Zippy Shell. And what Zippy Shell is, is they give you like a 15-foot like uh, pod, I guess you want to call it. And the movers, and it comes with the movers moving, like loading and unloading are included. And they load it all up for you. You put your own lock on it. And then they use a forklift to lift it up and put it in the warehouse. And then they take it back. So it's like your stuff never leaves that. It never leaves that container and nobody ever gets into it. And I was like, I feel more secure having my own lock on it. And it's in its own container. And like you can load it up and unload it on the trucks all you want. But like no one's getting in there. I was like, I feel better with that. And they said they were quicker. So I was like, and they were the cheapest. And I was like, okay, bet. So win-win. Like, done deal. Let's do this. So I was like, all right, let's do it. But now here we are. 12, 13 business days later, and I'm ready to blow up my entire, like, like every headquarter warehouse that they have. Like, where are my things? Like, I need them now. Not now, but right now. I'm looking at people's eggs, like, uh, is this my stuff? This, like, this looks this, like my stuff. Can I look at this? This don't look like my lock. This is not my lock. This is not my lock. Yeah, you know, but anyway, my stuff is supposed to show up tomorrow, so that's great. But, you know, here we are. But I... Long story short, moving sucks. And if you're long distance moving, it sucks even more. So, there you go. But as you get from moving away. Anyway, so. Salty. <laughs> speaking of moving, I know what you move and you have some, some new norms and some changes. Uh, you talked about some of those already. But uh, that's what tonight we're talking about on tonight's show. There's this new norm. And this new post-apocalyptic world that we're living in, where now things that we enjoyed one way look like they're going to slowly become different. I mean, let's be let's let's be clear. Let's be clear. And I and I think I've said this on the show before. Like this part of this whole coronavirus thing was definitely experimental to see like how much how the world could function with as little human interaction as possible. Yeah. Like how much could we actually get done? without actually having to be near each other. You know what I mean? And I don't even want to say surprisingly a lot, because, like, with the boom of the Internet and all of the things that we do on these devices, it's not even surprising that there's very little that we have to do face-to-face. Just period. And, like, now, you know, one of our favorite pastimes, the movies, is in jeopardy. It is. It is. I know, right? I want to cry. <clears throat> but while he cries for those folks that aren't aware um amc hit the ceo of amc uh clashed back at universal so basically trolls broke the internet <laughs> long story short the movie trolls broke the internet and the movie industry um and what i mean by that is with everything going on the pandemic and everything that was happening trolls was set to release their their movie to theaters obviously that got delayed postponed canceled whatever you want to call it and so the people at Universal decided, let's release it straight to video on demand, sort of like a pay-per-view type of situation. Um, and it did well. It did super well. It grossed $100 million. They were all surprised. Everybody's like, oh, snap, this is dope. Um, let's do this more often. And they were like, yeah, we're, you know what? We didn't think this was. I want to exactly say the only reason I feel like that happened is because everybody is home with their kids. That's what I was saying. It's like this is like I'm like you can't possibly change your entire business model off a perfect storm of of, of circumstances. Like parents have had it up to here with their children. Kids are bored. Everybody's stuck in the house. 
release a brand new movie to pre like you know on demand, of course it's gonna do well. Nobody has anything else to do. There's only so much Netflix you can watch. It's an hour and a half. It got songs. It got actors. It's a sequel. Some of them might have already seen the first one. Yep. Yep. Kids entertained. Like ten dollars. Like (laughs) take my money. Go. Go. Watch it over and over again. Yeah. So, A or Universal decided they were like, you know what? Going forward, we think we're going to release, you know, some of our or most of our catalog on streaming at the same time as theatrical release. And AMC said, uh, "Who do you think you're messing with?" <laughs> AMC was like, "No, sorry, that's not going to work. Uh, we're not doing it." So they decided. Their AMC went on record to say we're not going to play any of your movies and you can forget about releasing movies to AMC because no, <laughs> like we're just not going to do it. And then Regal followed suit and Cine, Cinemark, Cinescope, whatever, the, the other group, <laughs> they followed suit as well. Um, but basically we're going to talk about that tonight. You know, we're going to talk about the ramifications. We're going to talk about both sides. I, for one, obviously y'all know I am an avid moviegoer. I go to the movies all the damn time. If I'm not at home, I'm probably at the movies. Like literally that's where I'm at all the time. Like that's what I do. I just like it. It's my thing. I don't really care. You know, judge them on. But like, I had the movie pass at the, you know, my Alamo Draft House, which I miss dearly. I didn't even get to go before I left New York. I was really sad about it. Um, but I would go to the movies all the time. And there's just something, there's a magic, in my opinion, that happens in a the movie theater. There are certain movies, number one, that need to be seen in the theater. Like, they need to be seen in IMAX. They need to be large and loud and big and in your face. Like, Jurassic Park. Star Wars, Avengers, Marvel, all those kind of movies need to be on a t- on a movie screen. They're just better. It's just better in big, like period. The whole experience just adds to it. Um, but there's a magic, you know, like the popcorn and the soda and all that kind of stuff. There is a magic there. And so for me, in my in my opinion, it's I understand those people that have like lots of children and whatever or what have you, and it costs like you're going on dates and it costs mad money to go to the movies. But it's not as expensive as it used to be anymore, especially not with movie passes and things like that. And everyone's like, well, who has a movie pass? Smart people. Smart people have a movie pass. Because who who sees at least one movie a month? Raise your hand. Everybody. At least one a month? Everybody. Your movie pass just paid for itself. You can now see as many movies as you want throughout that entire month for the cost of one movie. Smart people have a movie pass. Period. Like, there's just no way around it. Like, whether or not you like going to the movies, whether or not you go a lot, it's a wise investment. It, it's it's wise. So, anyway, like, with movies having movie passes and stuff like that, you know, my I'm main free. thing. Yeah. You know, my main thing is, like, movies don't make their money. Movie theaters don't make money off ticket sales, really. The movies, the movie, the movie theaters split their ticket sale costs between the distributor and, like, the film company itself, where they lease the film. And then they make their money off the concessions. That's why your drinks are $42. Like, <laughs> that's how they make their money. You know, concessions is where all of their bread comes from, basically. Like, majority of their money comes from. That's why Movie Pass works for them, because they're not making that much money on the ticket anyway. So for them, if the idea of people coming to the movies more and being more enticed to buy concessions because they have a free ticket, which is the case, that's that's a win-win for them. Like, if you have a movie and you're like, oh, I'm going to the movies, it's not going to cost me nothing. I'll spend that money now on popcorn and soda. They've now just made more than they would have had you gone and paid for your ticket, you know. So and in your brain, you don't really mind spending fifteen dollars on a special because you would have spent fifteen dollars on this ticket. Yeah, you know, and it's like, or you would have spent thirty dollars. You would have spent fifteen on the ticket and on the slushie. Now it's like you're like a buy one get one thing. In our minds, we're like, oh, we're winning. So 
it, it just made logical sense for them. And now everyone's like up in arms like, well, AMC is, you know, killing the theater or they're killing their business and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't really think so because like while Trolls did great, Trolls grossed $100 million, you know, in opening, the original Trolls grossed $154 million in its first weekend. So already you can see that they're losing money. And when you look at how video on demand works, like nobody wants pay-per-view movies because number one, you got to pay per view. <laughs> like people with a movie pass are like, this ain't ideal. Like this is back to square one. You know what I mean? And now it's even more money because <clears throat> realistically, when you think about how many people are going to be watching this movie, who's going to bootleg it, you know, like all that kind of stuff, you're going to be paying upwards of 20 plus dollars per movie for each of these movies that you want to see because they need to make sure that they're getting some kind of money from it. You know, so it's like they have no control. There's no way they can create a, a movie pass for home viewing because it wouldn't financially make any sense for them. So for us as consumers, it sucks because now we're back to paying full price for all of our movies again. We're losing that, you know, like we're losing that little freedom that we had. Like, yeah, you can go get your own concessions at home and stuff like that. But like, I like movie theater popcorn. I like getting a fountain soda. Like, I like that stuff. It's not the same at home. Like, you tell me a movie popcorn brand, like a, a microwave popcorn brand that is like the movie theater. None. Zero. Because they put crack in it. I need my crack. <laughs> no, it's still not the same. I got Oval in my cabinet right now, and he just don't be hitting sometimes like he need to. It just ain't there. Like, he don't, he don't got the reach. <laughs> Like, I, don't, I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I don't really think. I think this is one of those ones where I'm like, I don't have much of an opinion. I'm just on both sides of it because it's like the. I honestly think it's one of those MC just being petty, like they being petty and almost trying to set an example because this is ultimately what the future is going to be. Regardless of how we get there, the future is streaming services. The movie theaters are is gonna die out. Like people like you and I who enjoy going to the movies and love going to the movies and love that experience are the same people who love going to the theater and enjoy the, the experience of the theater. And that's something that's also dying out with, you know, the change in our technology, it changes how we consume media, how we consume information, which ultimately changes how we are entertained. And that's why movies are shorter. Now we used to get two and a half hour, three hour epic movies. Now movies are about an hour, hour, 15 minutes. Now we got even quibbies. It's like 15 minute shorts. You can watch on your phone. You know what I mean? Like, we're like a little five. Like, you literally can get like five minutes of a TV show on Snapchat. Yeah. Like, and that's and that's satisfying. Like, I know, I know, me personally, I've I've become less like less intrigued by a longer version of things. Like, I like to sit and watch something and be like, like to have to sit through it. Like, it ain't even about whether I'm enjoying. <laughs> But it's Yo. the time that I have to through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got something for that too. Yep. It's, like it's, Netflix. Like, you know, like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, like, you know, this is an hour. Like, you want to watch it, you enjoy it, but you don't want to spend an hour sitting here watching this. So, in your brain, like, almost skips it, like, skips through what you're watching. Like, all right, this is what happens. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you forget, yeah. like, it has to go there, though. It has to get to those through its motions, it has to do that. Like, so this is ultimately what entertainment is just, it's, it's what it's becoming. And I feel like AMC is doing this and the other theaters are following suit because this is what movie studios are ultimately going to do. Like, you're absolutely right. The theater make their money by people coming to the theater, not the movie studio. Hell, the movie studio is going to make more money by them going to the theater and streaming it. Because now you got people who 
go to the theater to see. Because I know personally, this is the thing around like, I don't know, uh, what was that big one that was just recently? Avengers Endgame, right? Yeah. This is big around Endgame. People will go to the movies to see Endgame and then literally the same night go home and pay in street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now, like, the the, the, the the movie studio are getting paid for that twice, whereas the movie theater only got paid once. You know what I mean? Like you said, they, they're basically leasing it, and people coming in to watch it, they're paying for their concessions, they're paying for all that. But, like, also, they're not making that much money off the ticket. Yeah. So now, by the, the, the movie studios skipping over the, their ticket process completely and going straight to the streaming services, and they say, oh, yeah, we're going to make double the money. And the theater's like, yeah, no, we're we, we not, we not with that. So, yeah, we're going to set an example. So any of you movie studios that think y'all about to come out here and decide y'all want to stream y'all movies and do that and take money away from us, because there are going to be people who, eh, I don't really feel like going to the theater. Oh, we can stream it for $10. Oh, yeah, all right, put that on, get the popcorn, we chilling now, we're not fixing the chill. And the theater's completely taken out of that. And the theater knows that, and people are going to get used to that. And the millennials, the younger generation, who are more prone to this short, you know what I'm saying? A short attention span, they're gonna do that. At home, we can pause the movie. I have my own popcorn in. Like, movie, movie theater popcorn is great, but is it really worth the fact that I gotta get up, get dressed, <laughs> drive my car, go to the movie theater, sit in the air conditioner, gotta hear somebody baby crying, you know, sit in the seat, and now they got the more comfortable seats, but the more comfortable it is, the more prone it is for somebody to have sex in the seat that I'm sitting in. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Whereas if I can be home, I ain't gotta move. I'm in my pajamas. I'm chilling. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't got to get a babysitter. Like, you just saving so much more money with that. And, like, the, and the production studios know that. And the theaters know that, too. And I think this is just one of those situations where they just, the movie theaters are just trying to get ahead of something that, that they, know, they know they're already going to lose. No, but, they I mean, I understand. I understand both sides. I mean, they bought themselves some time. That's, that's, that's really all they did. I mean, I understand. I understand both sides because it's like, you know, you think about you think about what life is going to look like after the movie theater, you know, after, after the movie theater, after the pandemic clears, you know, like you go to the movie theater, you can't have popcorn and eat raisinets with a mask on, you know, and they're going to be, you know, there's going to be reduced capacity. So there's going to be spaces in between each seat, which I'm not against, because sometimes you'd be like, why am I sitting next to this person? Like, Ugh! you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind having spaces between me on the seating, but like. Can you enjoy the movie theater snacks? You know, you're going to be thinking about if someone cleaned this seat before you got here. All this stuff is going to come into your mind when you're at the theater. But I was thinking my solution, and, and T has a point. She's talking about, you know, AMC is protesting. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily that they're mad about the streaming. They're protesting the window of release. So they're supposed to, there's a, con- a contract between movie theaters and, you know, stream or I guess movie companies or whatever you want to call it for they have a certain window of release where movie theaters are, you know, supposed to have the video and then it gets released to streaming. And that's why all of us, we hate waiting for the DVD to come out. We hate waiting for the streaming to come out, all that kind of stuff. Cause there's, there's the window, but like, why that not? Over the past it has, years. it has definitely it has. has. Significantly shorter. Yeah. But it's like, why not just release? And so, and Frank had an idea too, but he said, oh, what I was saying was why not release these movies into the theaters first two weeks is theater release only and then put it on streaming. That is the best of both worlds. Number one, it cuts down on that the window that everyone hates waiting for. Number two, you still get that streaming from the people that want to see a new movie but maybe haven't had a chance to see it because of work and other obligations. Number three, theaters still get their money and still get their concessions and stuff like that. 
and us as consumers can still do the same thing. You know, we still get the best of both worlds. Like that would be a solution that I think would please everybody. And yes, even though the current window is six weeks, maybe they the solution to this problem is to shorten that window so that we can do this. You know, that may prolong movie theaters, lives or whatever. That six week window is the window of time where it's no longer in the theater to the first date that is available on stream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if the movie came out in February, it might still be in the theaters all the way until April or so. And then the six week period starts from there. Yeah. Versus what you're saying, it's in a theater for two weeks and then right after that, it goes straight to streaming. I think that's a good idea. I think it would have to be longer than two weeks in order for that theater period to be significant. Because yeah. I know me personally, depending on what the movie is, I'd wait the two weeks. I'd be like, all right, well, whatever. And I mean, I I stream everything anyway for the most part. The only thing, the only stuff that I go to the theaters to see is things that, like you said, stuff that has that that movie magic that has to be seen in the theaters. Yeah. And I think that's what's still going to keep people going to the theaters. A couple of years ago, they tried to save it with the whole 3D thing, and that wasn't really enough because yeah, no. most of us remember what 3D actually is. <laughs> like, <laughs> we remember 3D when we were a kid, and like, especially like, you, I don't know if you ever been to like Disney or like Universal Studios when they had like their 3D attractions. Like, yeah. that 3D is real 3D. Like, this crap that they got in the movie theater now where it's just kind of like the image and it's like a little bit in front. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I guess you could call that 3D. That gives me a headache. It's more, like, more like an HD kind of, another version of HD, I feel like. That's not really a 3D situation. So, and, like, they tried to advance stuff in the theaters and yeah. they're making the seats more comfortable. Like, they're trying, but like, you know, if, if maybe that six weeks was that theater time, like it was in theater for six weeks, and then after the six weeks, it went straight to streaming. I think that would that's like a, a, a cool, yeah. that might be a, a good way of doing it. Because there are people that still want to see movies in the theaters. But there are people who like, eh, I'd rather just wait for the DVD. Yeah. They got to do better at making better movies, too. Like, True. movies are not that that good. Like, we see the same <laughs> six stories same plot. Like, over and over again. Yeah. Like, it's like, bruh, like, you know what would be cool? And, and the agendas are so obvious. Yeah. Like, it's so okay. This movie is the movie where it's about, you know, the gay families, and this is the blended family. That's the Hispanic hero. And it's like, bro, like, like, why, well, since when did art stop imitating life? Like, I was talking to somebody about this the other day because we were watching, um, like, random 90s movies. Like, like those dad, those dad Saturday movies. Like, you know what I'm saying? With the, with the superhero named Jack something or. You know what I'm saying? Like, Frank you know, the renegade cop, like, those type movies, like, they were great, and what made those movies great was because they were movies. Like, we, like, there was a certain ad, like, certain suspension of belief that you walked into that movie with. You know what I mean? Like, you know this is a movie. I mean, somewhere along the lines, like, movies just had to be real, or had to be realistic, you couldn't have anything fake, and and now it's like, we criticize movies for not, for not being real enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, we lost the fact that this is just supposed to be entertainment. It's a movie. Like, yeah. of course this car is not going to fly off this roof. Of course when it explodes, he can't just actually walk away off the roof. <laughs> like, like, it's a movie. You know what I mean? Like, if more movies just, like, played up the fact that it was a movie and told us a great movie story rather than something that was like, oh, no, this is going to happen in real life. Your neighbor went through this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what Lifetime is for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if it was more epic in that way, then I think people would be 
more prone to want to see them because it's something that I don't see every day. I want to see that. I want to see that car flip over. I want to see that the guy kiss the girl with the butt doves and all that crazy stuff in the back. Like I want to, I want to see it. Like you know, like do you want to see that thing? <laughs> it's like no, I'm kidding. So, so you saw the Expendable movies. Yeah, the Expendable movies were, were great. And the Fast and Furious movies. Like at this point, okay, we know Fast and Furious like one what through four. Yeah, no, like one through like. Oh, don't even say one through four, because who who knows what they were thinking with three and two was like well, mm, whatever. I just mean like once they started like, like they don't even know even about cars anymore. They don't even know cars. And whatever. Anyway, we digress. So the other thing I was saying is it would be really cool to see like a re a reflora of resurgence there's a word a resurgence of drive drive-in movie theaters like please lord bring back the drive-in theater like oh my lord like i got so hyped because i was like oh there's a drive-in theater out here in savannah and i was like let's go see what they're playing first of all it's too far away but like the other thing i was like dad y'all playing like trolls and like something else i was like i don't want to see either of those movies and i'm not gonna drive an hour and a half to go do it like dang I was disappointed, but like it would be so dope to see like a resurgence of just drive-in theaters everywhere because I think that is the coolest thing ever. Like bring that, bring back the nineteen fifties, huh? You never went to the one in Delaware. I went to the. There was one that I went to when I was in. I mean, in New York, there's like two in New York that I went to. There's like Delcy and Warwick. I never went to one in Delaware, but I did go to the two in New York, and they were really cool. Like you got to pay like five bucks to bring your own food. I was looking it up trying to find one, and I found one in Delaware. I got a chance to go, but I heard it was really good. Yeah. But they, that one in Delaware, I, I, if I remember correctly, they play like the same stuff that's in the theaters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and you get to see two movies. You get to, like, it's worth your while. You get to see two movies. I, I was, I always loved the drive in theater, too. But so Frank had an idea that I thought was really good, and I was like, all right. How many of us have a whole slew of children or are always taking their kids to the movie theater and they don't sit down, they don't behave, they're talking, they're asleep, they done spilt their popcorn soda everywhere, they're fighting with their brother, their sister, whatever. It's just rowdy. It's super rowdy. And I was like, okay, so what they need to do, since Trolls was such a mega hit releasing streaming, release all them kids' movies on streaming home. Like, release all them at home. Keep all your crazy kids at home. Keep them out of the theater. We don't need to hear your crying baby in the Avengers because, you know, X, Y, and Z or whatever. Like, you know, keep all the kids at home. Release all the kids' movies to stream and then bring all the adults back to the theater. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> it's like, do that. I, I agree with that. I don't agree with that. <laughs> bring all the I kids. Let all the kids stay home. Because as a, as a kid who... Part of me falling in love with movies was my dad taking me to see all of the three-dimensional <laughs> I know, movies. I know, I know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just wishful thinking. Like, like, nah, bro, you <laughs> and then I'm creating those same memories, taking my daughter and my son to the movies and that kind of stuff. Like, nah, bro. Nah, I don't do that. <laughs> okay, oh no, all right, all right. Some of, us, some of us actually know how to take our kids to the theater and shut them up. And some of us don't take infant babies. Say it louder for the people in the back that don't do that. But no, so revamping what I said, release those movies to stream and be video, like to stream and be in the theaters at the same time. Because then it's like you have some children who have special needs who can't go to the movie theaters but want to see these new movies. And then they got to wait however long until they come out, you know, or you have kids that, you know, may have phobias or maybe sick or whatever, whatever. Like that would that would solve a lot of problems for children who can't go to the theater for other for other reasons. So. I mean, 
that would be good. I would be okay with them releasing like children's movies to stream at home and go to the theater at the same time. You know, like I think those are good. That would be good. And then not mentioned Jay, uh, T just brought up a good point mm-hmm. too. Like the kids going to the theaters are cash cows. You think a whole family of, you know, husband, wife, three, four kids, you know, that's six tickets versus yeah. at home. That's one stream. Yeah, I know. That's why they're not making as much money on streaming on demand. But it's like, you know, you if you want to take your kids to the theater, then take them to the theater. But you also have the option to have a movie night at home if you have kids that are particularly rowdy or, you know, whatever. You know, if you just want to make a special home family memory. Movie studios just are trying to find a way to still make money because, like, they they can't do DVDs anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's, that's dead. You know, cable, dead. You know what I'm saying? Now the theaters. Yo. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. You know what I heard about? The, and I'm late. I'm super late to the party because you just made me think of this. But they have this thing called it was like, uh, it was it was dinner and a movie. But it was like you order food from a restaurant like Olive Garden, Chili's, Applebee's, whatever, and you can pick like a Red Box movie that came with it. And I was like, because that was like for like you know whatever quarantine time. I was like, yo. That's dope. You know what I mean? Like, so you like you order your food from whatever restaurant and then it's like you can pick your movie from Redbox and like they all come together in the delivery. I was like, that's a dope idea. That would be a really good idea. You know, so I'm like, that's pretty cool. I think it's not. I don't think it exists anymore, unfortunately. But, you know, I was just throwing things. I was like talking to my dad about it. and We were like, oh, we can make money off of that. And then it was like, yeah, no, that's already a thing. And it's already died. And we're like, maybe not. Uh, it's, like, it's like an app, though. Probably is. It's like it's like a real good app. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Partner, like, partner together. Let's, yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe WGMS a, a curate playlist to add to that. Maybe sponsor it. That'd be kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Get some money over that. Anyway. <laughs> we digress. We digress. It's getting late. It is. Right, but one quick thing. One more quick rant or one more quick nod, I guess, if you will. Two nods. I have two nods and then we can go. Um, the first thing is I just read about, uh, another black unarmed man that was killed in Georgia. I'm like, what is it? Cause I'm here now that all this stuff is going down. Like what is really happening? Um, but it was like, his name is Ahmad Arbery and he was 25. He was jogging, just jogging, just running, minding his business. And he was gunned down by a father and his son who thought that he had robbed somebody. So they were trying to be another George Zimmerman and, you know, take law into their own hands, you know, whatever, whatever. And the only reason, because this happened back in February, the only reason why it just came out now is because they finally released the footage of him getting shot. Like, they just released it, like, yesterday. What's today, Wednesday? Came out Tuesday, yeah. So, now what's the thing? But the, you know, the GA district attorney, um, Tom Tom Durden, wants to uh, take it to a grand jury now and stuff like that, which is nice, but, like, let's see if that actually happens. But I'm just, like, I'm over it. I'm, like... Come on, man. Like jogging, like we're in the middle of a pandemic here. Like we're trying not to die from a disease. Can we not be killed by people too? Like, can we all just chill for a minute? Like maybe just put it on pause till things kick back into gear. Like, damn, like just like we're living in like this little peaceful bliss for a minute. And it's like, boom, smack in the face reminder. Oh, just in case you thought things were cool. Here's another unarmed black man killed by somebody for you. Like we have to understand that these people are getting away with it. So because they're getting away with it, it's not making it less likely to happen. It's making it more likely to happen. 
because people are like, oh, I can get away with this. Oh, I mean, they're like, they had that sense of, I can do, like, I was watching, um, was watching an interview with uh, actor Wood Harris. Yep. And you should definitely check that out. It was on YouTube and it was with uh, Vlad TV. And the basis of what he was talking about was Idris Alba and how Idris is, you know, he's a British actor and there's a lot of actors who were on the show, The, the Wire, that he was working on, yeah. who were Brits. And he was saying they're just better actors. And the reason why he was saying that they're better actors is because, like, over there and, you know, in that, in that country, there's an innate, like, the black people that are there know that they come from Africa. Yeah. And, and you know, the Moors and the African people definitely had, um, had a stake in developing and civilizing, you know, England and Europe and those countries. So it's understood that, you know, blacks, African, like, that's associated with, like, richness and wealth and all that over here you black you a slave you know what i'm saying so we automatically associate this inferiority into everything into you know what i'm saying to acting into politics into sports like we, we walk into everything with this inferiority complex that we are less than we have to work that much harder because we are less than the other race whereas the other race has the opposite of that they have the superiority thing. They have the, I'm, I'm better. This is entitled to me. And it's not even a, a thought of racism in their mind. They just, it's just an innate thing that they feel like they're entitled to. Yeah. And don't even understand why. You know what I mean? And like, I, I say, I, I say that to say, um, I brought, I brought that point up and then, and then just to what we were talking about because it's like, that's, that's kind of like that same, that same mindset. Like, this is kind of like how we, how we feel about it. We automatically have this, any assumption about things and how we how we feel and how we walk into them because of the historical context that comes with our country and our society as a whole. You know what I mean? It's like you can't really get away from those those norms. Like that's just yeah, that's just what it is. You know, and, and we there was no therapy. There was no kind of we didn't really heal from these things. We never really talked about them in a healing way. It's just kind of like yeah, that happened. You know what I mean? So, like, we're already seen as an inferior people, and they're already seen as superior people. So, the more they kill us and get away with it, the more it's like, oh, yeah, but of course they're less than, because we could just kill them and, you know what I mean, get off with no problem. Like, I have a friend who lives in Texas who's basically telling me, like, how the the mindset of people down there is completely different than when, you know, she came and visited up here. Like, when she was talking, when she was carrying herself, was like, she was scared that she, you know, she near peace and was looking at the neighborhood and looking at different people sketchy. And I'm like, yo, like, chill out. But it's like, because society that she come from, she got to watch out for people because somebody roll up on her, she has the right to blast. And that's just what it is. The same way they got the right to come up on her and blast her and say, I felt uncomfortable. I felt like I was being threatened. And get away with it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. to fear for your life like that. You know what I mean? Well, if it's one thing to be like, oh, no, I hope nothing will happen. I hope nothing don't have happen. But you also know, like, even if it does, that person who brought the justice or my family, or, you know, they could bury me or whatever the case may be. But, like, to think, like, damn, somebody can just end me for absolutely nothing. I can be doing everything right. And it's just, I'm just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, that's that's ridiculous. And I'm just saddens me that we, we're moving into a, a way of life where that's, like, not mm-hmm. even just the norm, but now that's the way. Like prior to it was the norm. Now it's just like, yeah, this is just what we do now. This is the law of the land. Accept it. Like I'm not like it's crazy. 
Yeah. I mean, that's because I was like scrolling through my newsfeed and I was just like, what? Like, I, did, another? Like, are you serious? And I was just reading through. I'm like, this happened in February. Like, why are we just now here? It's May. Like, why are we just now hearing about it? I'm like, oh, the video just surfaced. The police were holding on to the video, holding it to their chest and not wanting it to release. And it got released. And now it's like, everyone's like, you know, I'm like, where was the family? Like, the family make a stink? Because I feel like, like, we didn't hear nothing about it. You know, like, it, it didn't... I didn't see no no hashtags, no trending topics, no nothing. It must have like that's one thing to run because there's you know that's what happened like around the time where there was like a boom in these things with Eric Garner and um, uh, Trayvon Martin, like all that. There were a bunch of smaller, I want to say smaller cases, but other cases that were happening around the, around the same time, yeah, the same type of situation, and nobody talked about. Like I and I can't remember the young lady's name off the top of my head, but. Um, there was a situation, and I think they were in Georgia, where the kids were in the woods, you know, having like one of those woods parties, like, you know, the cars, and they were playing music and having fun, having a party. And it was off through the cop who was drunk, who pulled up on them, like, on some, yo, what's going on? Y'all can't be out here. Kids didn't even argue with them. They were leaving, and he he shot a bunch of shots into the crowd as they were running away from them, and he shot one some girl in the head and killed her. And he got off of that. Like, and he was drunk, off duty, didn't identify himself as an officer, wasn't answering a, a, a granted the police were called on, on them, but he didn't get the call. He wasn't like responding to the call. Yeah, he was you off duty. Like you weren't even off duty. Like you weren't responding to a call. You didn't identify yourself as an officer. So to these kids, you some creepy drunk dude rolling up on him with a gun. Like, yo, like and it was just he could just he killed somebody's baby and it's cool. And oh, by the way, he just so happened to be white. She just happened. Like, yo, like, hell, I been a black officer, and it had been Katie and the cheerleaders and, and her friends out there having a uh-huh. party. Oh, they've been marches in the streets. Completely different. Completely different. Karen would have been, would have had a field day that day. Yeah, let's talk about Karen and how much she's twinning it, trending in the uh, the media lately. Oh, I'm running with that. I'm running <laughs> with that. that. I've been saying that. Listen, I am the first one to be like, Haley. Becky, Kate, like Karen, Margaret, like um, Margaret, Susan, Susan, real quick. <laughs> so the fact that now we're like, oh yeah, this is a thing. And did you see the chart, like with the age? Yeah, with like name? Becky to Gertrude. Like, I'm like, yup, yup, that's yup, mm-hmm, yup, I can see it, Stamp it, boom, approved. Yup. So yep. funny. And I got and I got white friends and they say it's cool, they laugh at it too. So shout out to Miss Donna. So it's, <laughs> it's cool. Yo, yeah, but I mean I just wanted to, to bring that up because it's just like it's just never ending. It's it's never ending. You know, I don't even know what to say about it anymore, honestly. It's just like like I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I hate to leave it on. You know, I'm not leaving it on that note. Um Wash your back and wash your hands. There you go. But no, wait. Uh, keep it locked. Keep posted. Keep tuned. Because WJMS is the official media partner for the American Lung Association's uh, Lung Force event. And we're doing it virtually. So uh, the American Lung Association will be taking over WJMS for the day. We'll be turning turquoise for the day. We will be streaming live and hosting watch parties for their events. There's going to be digital yoga. Uh, WJMS will be giving away uh, prizes and doing trivia. We'll be hosting interviews and airing. What are you doing? <laughs> and airing 
messages of hope from people that are fighting and doing the walk and stuff like that. So this is the first ever virtual walk uh, for cancer funds and things like that. Really, really excited to be the media partner for it. We are the only media partner for it. So Birdman Hand Rub here, really excited about that. Um, so keep it locked and keep tuned for that. There's going to be some awesome things going on that is happening in July, July 18th, I believe. Um, but yeah, so that's it. I got nothing else. This is our 100th episode, ladies and gentlemen. And even though we had that quick little technical blip in the beginning, this was a, a perfect, flawless episode with everything else. Like no blips, no nothing else. Like I think that was good. I think it was good. Right? Right? You know what I mean? All right, cool, cool, cool. Day, you know, we just did episode 100. Like, we, we've been doing this show for 100 episodes. Going to it like three years now. We should have been way past 100. <laughs> we've been really working out here, and y'all been with us this whole time. Shout out to my day one. You know what I mean? Like, shout out, <laughs> shout out to my day one. Like y'all, you are so extra. Day one, so extra. Anyway, shout out to my mom. She listens. She watches. She watches this show now. Like shout out to my mom. No, real right though. We really, um, on behalf of WJMS and Big Smiles, uh, we really appreciate all of you guys tuning into us every week. Uh, we're every other week. We're once a month. <laughs> <laughs> To do you know, do a shot. We really appreciate it. We got support. Keep keep telling us. It's a great show. Keep watching. Keep tuning in. And the million different ways that you guys do tune in because we're on so many different streaming platforms. We're trying to get it together. We out here with y'all. Yeah, man. And Thanks. shout out to my mom who beat the coronavirus. She the goat. She the goat. Yeah. Super proud of her. Yes. I know. And I, I you know, this coronavirus stuff is real. Like, I lost my grandfather to it. My other grandfather's in a home, and there's like 20 plus cases. My mom had it. I was like, I cannot take this. Um, this is real. Like what Tommy said is real. Wash, watch your back. Wash your hands. Like real talk, because like as much of a joke as we made it in the beginning, we were like, nah, it's fake. This isn't real. This was all made up. I think I think we all realize now it's very real. Um, but we, we, I'm on record as saying it was real. I, I said it right here. <laughs> I said it right here. <laughs> this ain't no joke, y'all. Don't play. But, you know. I don't believe it. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, bro. I feel like in the beginning we was like, mm, this sound a little conspiracy theorist. No, 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 no. It is a conspiracy. <laughs> that don't change the fact that it's a real virus. Mm. <laughs> like, at all. Mm-mm. Like, no, it, it, like, like, like global warming can be a joke. It's still hot outside. You know, like, <laughs> something's happening to the weather. Like, you might be wrong, but something's wrong with the fact that we getting winter and summer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, today we got all, all four seasons at the same, at, like, at the same time, then separate. Like, then it was weird. Like, I don't know what happened today. Like, it rained a little bit, but then it was like 80 <laughs> degrees at one point. But it was real, real cold. I just, I don't. The trees. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Me. You went outside today? No, I didn't go outside. <laughs> hey, you went outside? I do, this, I do this thing where I go downstairs and I open my door and I let my dog sit in front of the door <laughs> and sniff up under the door. Like, and I kind of like do this little look outside where like, 
you know, like, just, oh, hey, you know, I reach my hand out the door and get the mail, but that's, nah, I don't go outside. Hilarious. Anyway, where can they, uh... Because people can't count, so they don't quite understand what six feet is. You know what I'm saying? No, like, like, people still don't respect personal space. They be like, right here, trying to talk. And it's like, bruh, coronavirus. Like, I understand you wearing a mask, <laughs> but just back up just a little bit. You know what I mean? Just six feet. Like, six. Not six inches. Six feet. See, see, that I think that's the that's the like people the not understanding. Six feet and six inches are <laughs> two different things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, because people can't respect personal space, I'm of social distancing in the house. There you go. Well, there you have it. So where can people find you and follow you digitally since they can't come up to you and talk in your face? I don't even <laughs> know. You need to wash your hands before you go on my social media. <laughs> Please wash your hands before entering my Facebook page. Thank you. Uh, at who is Tommy Flame? Hashtag who is Tommy Flame on all social media platforms: uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, all that. Who is Tommy Flame? Google me, baby. And I am at just underscore jams on Instagram and Jamie Jam on Facebook. Shout out to the folks watching uh, via the live stream and the folks on Get Vocal hanging with us. Um, and also to the folks that listen on the radio station itself. We appreciate you guys, too. We'll be back next week with a new episode, we hope. Who knows with our show, really? It might be one-on-one. It might not. We don't know anymore. But, uh, yeah, this is a good conversation, though. And I'm, I'm excited to hear what everybody thinks, you know, when we, we check in on the simulcast to see what they have to say. But in the meantime, T, hit them with the phrase. We out here. Yeah. Black leather glove, no sequence. Buckles on the jacket, it's elite shit. Nike crossbody, got a piece in it. Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide. Left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way, we bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide. Hey, don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson. I could get you the passion It's a thriller in a trap Where we from? Baby, don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson I could get you satisfaction And you know we out here every day with it I'ma show you how to get it It go right foot up, left foot slide Left foot up, right foot slide Basically I'm saying either way we bout to slide hey, Can't let this one slide hey. 2,000 shorties wanna tie the knot, yeah 200 shooters on my brother's block, oh, yeah Pedal off a rose like I love or not, maybe not I don't know what's wrong with me, I can't stop, oh, yeah Won't stop, oh, yeah, never stop Got so many ops, I be mistaken, ops for other ops Got so many people that I love out of trouble spots Other than the family, I gotta see the you and me That's just how I think it's either you and me this life got too deep for you, baby Two or three of us about to creep where they stayin' Black leather glove, no sequins Buckles on the jacket, it's elite shit Nike crossbody, got a piece in it Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit 
I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way we 'bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide. Hey. Tootsie slide, then I hit it double time, then I hit a spin 'cause we spun that block a couple times. If it's not the right time, it'll always be another time. I'm not even tripping, we'll just see 'em in the summertime. Whoa, yeah, can't describe the pressure I be putting on myself. Yeah, really, I just can't afford to lose nobody else. Yeah, if they move and shake it, we just do the shit ourselves. Well, if I move and shake it, Chelsea do the shit himself. Yeah, solo niggas on a YOLO for real. Heard a lot about you, but we don't know for real. Next time, guarantee the truth will get revealed. Black leather glove, no sequins. Yeah, buckles on the jacket, it's elite shit. Nike crossbody, got a piece in it. Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit. I'ma show you how it go: right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way we 'bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide.、Hey. Don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson. I could get you the passion. It's a thriller in a trap. Where we from? Baby, don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson. I could get you satisfaction. And you know we out here every day with it. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up. Right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way we 'bout to slide. Thanks for listening. Tune in 24/7 at wjmsradio.com.